Okay. Good evening, the Royal Agenda listeners. It's Keith Lander coming to you with another segment. <clears throat> so, this past seven days have been a trying time for me when it comes to flying my pigeons. You know, um, I've been hit out of last seven days. Because the last was before yesterday, I hadn't flown him in three days. Which made the fourth or fifth day, yesterday and today, and the days before that, I'll say eight days, I got hit, I was getting hit, like seriously. The Falcons weren't successful, but they gave the birds a quick, it was quite a chase. Yesterday, Sunday, um, they chased my birds. First of all, they hit by three different Falcons. One came, took a couple of stoops, and then just left. 45 minutes later, two came, a pair. I've never never seen a pair hunt like this. I've seen pairs hunt before, catch a bird, pass it off, uh, miss, miss, catch another bird, then leave behind the mate. I've seen that happen. But this pair was unusual first of all they came in at about 60 feet from the ground on the first initial attack strike chase the birds chase the birds one would go up chase the birds down and the other would try to intercept the birds at roof level and lower I mean it was like tactical like it was planned it was almost like they practiced it or somebody trained them to do it one would chase the birds down below house level and one would come in from another angle whether it be left or right and try to meet the bird intercept the bird while the other one was chasing it down the street you know let me see it once okay they tried that once but then you see them do it over and over again like it was planned I've, I've, I've even seen them chase birds in trees, circle trees these were trying to, really trying to find out where the bird was in the tree and was attempting to go get birds out of palm trees and trees one chased the bird into a tree, rolled by the tree grabbed some leaves off the tree and then fly a few feet and drop the leaves like that's not it and look his head side to side to let us know that, yeah, I almost got him. I mean, what does that? And then the same one, the one that kept hunting low, tried to take a bird off the wire and missed, swung around and tried to take a bird off the pole. He literally tried to go in between, slow down to take his time to go in between the wires and take the bird off the pole. And the bird just dove down into the yard. But that's not what's crazy about it. All that is crazy, but that's not the crazy. The crazy thing is, they just stopped abruptly, just stopped and left together. They neither one of them got a bird. They didn't get the bird. They were the attempts were failed. It's like they just stopped and just left 
Like somebody called him. Called him off. I waited about 20 minutes to kick another kid up. Nothing. Kicked the same kid back up so he, I don't like my birds to go in after a chase. So I stood them back up and they flew around, calmed down, nothing. Nothing came. Flew another kid, nothing. I'm sorry, but the Falcons I've seen don't leave like that. Without getting anything, they just leave. So, these attacks aren't a coordinated, planned, rehearsed, whatever you want to call it. It wasn't normal. And then just to stop, just stop and just leave. Go west and then drop down. Maybe about a quarter of a mile away. That's crazy. I'm almost sure that somebody, those are somebody Falcons. I'm planning on catching them though, catching that person. They listen to these podcasts. You don't want to get caught. Trust me. And it's illegal for the government to do it. It's actually legal for anybody to do a level going city limits. So and that's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, people might wonder why you kick your birds back up. I said because. If I let, if I had let them, what happened was before that, I stuck the flag in there to see if they come out. They would not come out. My birds would not come out the kid box. So I reached in there and threw them up one by one. Made them fly. Had I not done that, today would have been a disaster. They came out scared, skittish. They came out, they readily came out, opened the kid box, they flew out like nothing was going on, went right back to normal. Right back to normal. Flying better. Breaking, they even start breaking more. Like they was relieved and I don't know. It was crazy. So, this, if this goes along with training your birds. I kicked them out so I, can, so I can have a good day today or the rest of the week. That's why I kicked them back out. I want, them, I want their last fly to be memorized being chased all over places. Now the last thing I remember they come out finished and flying crazy that's why I did it the same thing you guys should practice when you guys find your kids if your birds do something crazy that you don't want them to do try if you if you have the time to do it don't let them just come down and go and they're gonna think that's what they're supposed to do sometimes you might want to get up call them in let them sit on the roof for a while flag them back up they give you a good flag in then you get them in then you get them in to feed them they call it a day try not to let the a bad fly be the last fly for the day. Try not to. If they fly is unsatisfactory, whatever it may be, try to get some good time out of them before you put them, put them up for the night, for the evening, or for the day. Try to do that. It helps. It really does. If you can't, well, I understand that too. But if you can, try it. So... With that being said, let's move on. Because of the Falcons, I lost, I actually lost three three birds, but I threw one bird up on purpose to see what would happen. Let's test our theory. 
I couldn't test it because these weren't normal falcons that hit me, so I couldn't test that theory. So well, I lost that bird. I lost two others. No, actually, I didn't lose. Let me see. I lost two birds. I lost that bird and another, and one more. I lost a bird that was in my A-team. It's a TPRC bird, 600 series. And I lost a little white bird. That was a KL bird. No year. 19, 1800 series. What I'm getting at is, it's crazy because I know people be stranding these birds and getting these birds. And I know they know who I am. I know they know who Keith London is or K, what, what KL means. It's a shame because... The person who probably getting them or got birds from me, or straight anybody birds, or main people that talk like they got the best birds from me around. But they're the main one I'm looking at straight other people birds so they can have a role. They might be listening to this podcast. I hope they listen to it because I'm saying that they suckers. They sorry, no role, no role breeding suckers. They got to prey on somebody else's birds to have to have role. I mean, I'm just, that's how I feel about them. When I was a kid, that was exciting. But even as a kid, I tried to give people their birds back. Some grown men just don't have no character. And these are the same men that talk about how good their birds are. I talk about everybody else's. I know someone be listening to my podcast too. That's good. I'm glad they listen to it. I hope they listen to it. But anyway, when you guys shrink people with birds in, I try to make sure people get their birds back because there's going to come a time when you're going to breed some good stuff and you're going to want it back. And karma, not going to let you get them. The pigeon guys boy, not going to let you get them back. I try to get people their birds back, but I'm not going to hold them forever. Like the ones I straightened in a couple of weeks, last week or a couple of weeks ago, they're gone. I mean, I'm not going to keep holding on to them. I'll, I'll do every attempt I can, then they're out of there. Some birds, when I see it, if I see a phone number, I call a bird, call a number as soon as I get the bird in my hand. Literally. As soon as I get the bird in my hand, I'm calling a number. Period. Or if I see a club, man, I say, why well, no somebody in this club? Let me call that person. I call that person. I'm on the west side, so it's not a whole lot of people over, over this way that fly birds like it used to be. But the last bird straight to have number, the guy lived way off Atlantic and Alondra. Not far it is from me. And I got him his bird back. He was grateful. I try to get people their birds back. But anyway, try to get people their birds back. They appreciate it. That's how I met some of my good friends. That's how I met Efren David Lopez. Like that. Straight and kept my birds, their friends, you know what I'm saying? They called me, brought my birds back. I'm going to hook them with some birds. We've been cool ever since. So, try to get people their birds back, people. Switch scenes right now. Okay, I'm back. So we talk about the strays and falcons and hawks and so what do you think we should do about all this stuff that's happening? I would have I'm, I'm still gonna advise you guys, even though they're not protected under the under Migratory Bird Treaty Act, it is still illegal to do anything to them make sure I'm telling you guys that so you say I do something to them it's not me telling you to do it but we're going to come up with something we are going to come up with something I'm being running with you we are going to come up with something so I've been thinking in 2021 
I'm thinking about um, doing the Pepper Shelf Fly again. I'm really thinking about it. it it's not airs in stone yet. I'm just thinking about it. Just a thought. I might do it, but I know there's a few haters. Wow, you haters and the ones that's hating, I love y'all. Thank you. Thank you. But the ones that support, it's all good. I'm gonna try to get some sponsors. I'm trying to make that get a sponsor and have that a guarantee. I'm trying to get the pot up to ten thousand. That's what I want to do. That's my goal. To get up to ten thousand, that's my goal. I got, I'm gonna need sponsors, so I'm gonna try to get some sponsors to start getting it up there. The first few years was rough when I started after that. I was guaranteeing a total of five, eight thousand. I was guaranteed approximately $1,200 payout. Guaranteed. Total, total, total prize money. Plus money for the show. Five, ten, fifteen. So, and then $100 for a grand grand champion, $50 for reserve. I'm not going to raise that. That's going to stay the same. The show part is going to stay the same. The kick competition part, I'm trying to get, get the prices, the price, the prize money up. So I, I try and get to 10000 but that's not realistic right now. But realistically, I know I can probably get to 1000 for first place. 500 so you got to be, I'm making a big drop from first to second. Five, I mean, a thousand, five, and three. I, I would do it something like that. You know, but if, it get, if I can get up higher, I might go 1,500, 700, 500, then fourth place, 300, something like that, or 150, whatever it may be. I, I want, my goal is to get the top five people. Um, paid that's the that's the total goal the top five and I'll have a best individual the best individual I'm not sure how much I would make it go take it up to but it's a flying comp competition so on the flying part we get the serious money the show part would get still the same I'll, I'll keep that the same I just gotta make I don't I don't think I want to give trophies I'm gonna give something that people can hold on to for a long time without taking up space. They can, if they want trophies, I feel, feel like the people who, I just ask people who always compete in it, but they rather have trophies or a plaque or a ribbon. Plaque, ribbons are different, the ribbon can be filled out on the spot. The, the, um, the bird, the classic one, the color bird, description of the bird, band number and everything like that. But trophies used to be a trophy. You don't say which bird won. And I think trophies say which bird. It should say which bird won. Color, band number, club band, whatever it may be. That's what I think it should say. We gotta make. We gotta start making this our shows more prestige. We gotta start getting qualified judges, not just anybody. We gotta, we gotta get people who know good Birmingham Rose, who fly good Birmingham Rose, because because they're. What they see, what they pick, would be, I can't say accepted, more respected, because they know they know good rollers, period. Um, 
what makes somebody mm, what can I what word can I use for this accept it nah appreciate it nah respect mm. what makes what makes what makes a person a credible judge when it comes to judging pigeons on the ground or qualified judge to judge pigeons on the ground credit credit Credible and qualified, those are two better words to judge somebody birds on the ground. Who are you? You never flew no good birds. How do we know you know good birds? It's not about winning and losing, but your ability to fly good birds and choose good birds. A show bird should be a representation of the Birmingham roller on the ground. So when you see it, you know it's a Birmingham roller and you know who the person picked it knows rollers. So it might have some good quality or sporting value to it. Smart who's never really bred no real good birds and flew no real girls. Birds, how would he know if he know anything about birds? Where's where's credibility come from? Where's where did, he do, where did he get his credentials? He's not qualified. We make some qualified to judge a show, and that's how I really see it. There was a time I, I didn't consider myself qualified. At, yeah, I didn't until I was able to start breeding birds and putting up good birds time after time after time. So that makes me qualified because I know what it takes from the ground and people judging kids how this might never flew a good kid if you know how to judge a good kid why you can't fly a good kid I mean come on and people say well there's guys who never won championships that can coach a team to be a championship yeah that's because they probably lack physical talent they know the game they lack, they lack the physical ability in sports that's what it's all about see in, 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 in sports you can work out and get your conditions up and make you a better athlete but what can you do to make you a better pigeon raiser you can't work out and be a better pigeon raiser or have a better eye to spot pigeons you just can't I mean, there's no way to do it either you know it or you don't or you learn it along the way that's just, that's just how it is either you know it or you don't or you learn it along the way that's it that's it that's all some people are blessed with a gift to just know. There's no certain things about pigeons. They feel it. Like me, I, I can feel. That's why most dudes will not let me pick birds for out their kit boxes. They will not. There are several fanciers that say, go and pick a bird out. And soon I start picking, oh, no, not that one. Oh, you like that one? Yeah, oh, I'm going to keep that one. It's a compliment. I look at it as a compliment. That means they value my, my decision. Or they value my my eye they value it that's why they say oh I'm going to keep that one I've been to shows people I've been to shows and watched people bid on birds the price is at $20, $30 going once oh I raised my hand $35 everybody look over at me and this one I say $40 and I say $45 never look at me again oh he knows something about this bird now the bidding just start coming when they get up to a certain amount, I just back out. Are y'all going to get it? I mean, and somebody said, what do you see in that bird? I was like, what you didn't see in it? I mean, why, why, what you didn't see in it? But I know the answer. They didn't see the pedigree. The pedigree was something that they, they, they didn't know what it was, so they wouldn't, they wouldn't bid on it. But they can put up a bird look like a turkey and say it's how a, a known fancier's bloodline and they're going to bid on it. 
Cause he got pedigree. Look like, look like, like a turkey. Like he's gonna reach for it and go gobble gobble, gobble gobble, and they gonna bid on it. I'm like, what the hell they bidding on this first one? I go look at the pedigree. Oh, that's why they bidding on it. Man, y'all think I don't knock that off? But anyway, you gotta learn birds. I was forced to learn birds because when I was growing up, you couldn't go to anybody's house and pick the birds. You had older guys bumping kids' heads, fly some birds. Once you once you're in their backyard, fly birds, throw another bird that roll good, pull another bird out that look like it, that don't do shit and sell it to you. A kid, grown ass man. I don't know if some of these guys are alive today, but thank you guys. You gave me an example of what not to follow. I don't do that to no kid. A lot of people mark not not what Choo Choo did. He gave that kid that roll down bird. Okay. A lot of people knock that. He gave them that. You know how many guys in here sell birds like that every day? There's guys that sell birds like that to people every day for hundreds of dollars. But because they got a super band on it, people going to buy it. And somebody going to sell it, somebody, somebody going to buy it. Period. There are hundreds, there are lots of guys that do that. That sell people birds like that. I'm telling you. I give them away to people too. I say, look, this bird keep doing this. I don't want it. I'm not going to kill it. Who am I to say a bird should live because it rolled down? But like somebody said, well, who are you to live? You can't live. You shot this person. You deserve to die. You deserve to, you deserve to get shot. It's just real shit I'm talking to you right now. Do sell birds like that and give them a champion. This bird is 60, 70 feet. Yeah, 60, 70 feet. Because mm-hmm. they're only 60, 70 feet in the air. See, they don't tell you that stuck a roll down every day or was a, or a bump every time they fly. They ain't gonna tell you nothing like that. So I'll not treat you really for giving that kid that bird. Not really. The kid saw what it did, so he already know what it, know what it is. So the kid could have said, nah, I don't want that. I mean, you wanna try to give him quality birds, but how many dudes you do, dudes gonna let a kid come pick a bird out your kid for free? And all you do is say, me, knock it off. Because one thing I know about us, that the dude that's really serious about competing, there's no way we're going to put our birds together, fly them young, train and fly young, keep them all year, they spinning. And a bird that's really good, instead of putting your loft to, to breathe or remain your number one kick to help make your kicks help you can win, you're going to give it away, knock it off. You need to stop. Because that'd be a waste of your time. Oh, starting to kick off in the right direction? Stop it. Stop. Most of the kids, 60 to 70% of the kids that start raising right now when they're young do not raise longer than three years. Period. Where to birth? Oh, you know, they, they care. he don't even go back there no more. He don't mess the birth? No, he done got met this little girl. He don't even go back there no more. So that's why I don't I don't I don't give birds like that I will stock or I would need my 18 to a kid. I'm sorry, I don't. I won't do it. If I if I, if I know I needed my 18 or I know it can be a stock picture, I will not give it to a kid. I will give it to somebody that's responsible. A kid gotta prove he's responsible enough to take a bird like that and do something with it. Now, I'm just being real. 
You guys can say what you want to say, but that's the facts. You know you ain't gonna do it, especially you guys. So when you find somebody that's really serious, you want to charge them three or four hundred dollars for a bird because of a pedigree. But now you got a bird that's showing you he can do everything he's supposed to do, and, he, and he's good enough to go to your stock pen or a manual in the eighteen, and you're gonna give it away to a kid that's not responsible for free, and you sell birds of lesser for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Knock it off. You guys need to knock it off and stop it. Especially you're not sure if he's serious. Knock it off. Stop. Please stop. Would I give a kid some birth? Yeah. I won't give him a cull, a straight cull. But I give him a bird that's decent. He got proof he's worthy enough to have him. Sorry, I put too much time and money and effort and heartache and sweat and all hard work into these birds to give it to a kid that's not responsible. Sorry, I don't care how his grades look or nothing. They have nothing to do with my, my sweat and my, and my loft. Sorry, nothing. I'm just being real. That's how I see it. Now, a kid that's really into the birth, I know he's into birth. He already got birth. He's trying to breed his birth, flies, but he's keeping his records. And now I see he's trying to do good. Yeah, I'll bless a kid like that. But a bird on my 18? No. A breeder that I'm ready to move on from? Or something, whatever. Maybe. Some young bird to put in this kit, or, or a young bird, I, this, I say, no, this is going to be a good one. Take this, let it grow up, and try it, or you can fly it. It's up to you. Yeah, all day. I do, I do that all day. If I'm building a team, if I'm building a team, I know I need this bird that's really good in my A team and can make it to my stock life. No way I'm giving it to a kid. No way. I'm not, it's not going to happen. Not to a kid that I'm, I'm not sure is going to be having that birds three years from now or even three months. It's not going to happen. Sorry. I don't give no young kid that's already, oh, like, he, he like birds. He like, he like any pigeon. You can give him a fantail that's a red and white ball and he's going to like it. He ain't going to know the difference between a, a, a quality roller or a bad roller. He just want a pigeon. I would not give it to a kid like that either. Sorry. I just won't. Think about it. Why, why would you do all that work to give it to a kid that's not responsible? That's when you let him die, not feed him, give him to his friend for a video game. No. Sorry. Not going to happen. And you guys need to stop lying and saying that you would. Because you won't. If, you, if you're a really hardcore pitting guy, you will not. Not to a kid. Because I haven't seen you guys want to give it. You got a guy, a man that's trying to get seriously trying to get better and you guys want to charge him hundreds damn near his part of his rent to get a pigeon but you'll give one like that to a kid that's not responsible come on man come on knock it off I need to knock, knock that shit off right there I know I won't I'm telling you I won't like it's a kid name I know a kid I won't I won't I will mess with I saw him some birds but I saw him some birds what fifty dollars for like both eighty dollars for like four birds, something, something like that. But this kid actually breeds birds, keep records and everything, and he still have them. This is two, three years, two thousand yeah, three years later. He flew some of them and told me and gave me a report on how all the birds what they did. This one was good. This one was good. This one was too deep. He used to roll down sometimes. My nigga, I said, oh, that was off this, this, this. So he, the kid, did better than most of these you, you grown grown dudes do kid gave me actual fly reporting on the birds literally so I, I can 
he, he told me what they were doing. I go on my records and make little notations. Grown dudes won't even do it. They had to take the second home. You tell me to go fly this and let you know it stopped in three months. Oh, it starts this, so I don't want to lose, so I stopped it. The kid flew the birds. This one, no normal kid. This was a kid that was really into the birds. Go figure. But, so, so I'm really serious about that. I can't, I can't see it. Like, a guy hit me up recently. Cool guy. See, he's very understanding. Has bought my selling birds. Can you come pick birds on my kid? And my thought was this. Okay, I'm trying to build kids to be able to compete for 2021. So why would I breed, select my, get, get my breeders back, pair them up, train the birds, get the birds what I want to do, and sell the birds? Because somebody wants to pick some birds on my kid. That's going backwards. I mean, so he, they're going to want to buy the best. So now I got to compete with my second best. I already got to deal with the Hawks. And losing birds, and I'm gonna sell birds. People say, I already got money for my birds, and let them get eaten by the hawk. Whatever. One thing I know is for a fact, he don't eat all of them. He don't get his share, but he don't eat all of them. So you're gonna have some left. That's just an excuse for people not to fly. Have a reason why they ain't flying no birds. They can miss me with that shit too. So, in other words, you're in for the money. You ain't in the final pigeons. So, a lot of stuff people can miss me with all these little excuses they they give. There's some excuses that that, that are warranted, but that kind of stuff, no, keep it real. That's not it. Um, somebody asked me, well, what did that dude ask me? Yeah, how, did, how did he ask me? He asked me, what do I think is this? Besides, though, he said, besides your birds, we think of the best family out there. I said, I never, I don't even think my birds are the best birds out there. I don't think they're the best. I think they're good. They could compete. If I get a chance, if I get out there and do what I got to do, I think they can compete with any, any, any family pretty much. If they put on an equal um, playing field, that'll be equal. I mean, you can't, I can't, I don't know, I can't compete with nobody that get hawk, hit by hawk, period, three times a year. And I'm getting hit three times a week. There's no comparison. That's not even a, a level playing field. So, but with, with the circumstances being balanced, I think I can compete with anybody. But the best, I don't think there is a best family. It's all come down to the trainer. The trainers will get the best out there, birds, at any given time. That's what it comes down to. Even when I was doing real good, I never said I had the best, I never thought I had the best birds. I think I'm a better, I think I'm a better pigeon man than a whole lot of people. But that'll make me have the best birds. Not at all. So I don't, there is no, I don't, I don't think there is no best family. There's some do think some families are the best, but uh, it don't matter what they think because it's not being proven. But you guys have to, like I was having a conversation today about this morning, you know, and I was trying to explain to somebody that. I don't try to tell people what to do. I try to give people another way of looking at things. Cause one thing I can tell you guys is very few of us are able to go buy somebody's best and be able to come there and do well with them right away. 
very few. And you still got to do your own homework. You got to bring in other birds because they're going to give you exactly what you need to be good. First of all, you have to get their best. And most people are not going to let you get their best because if you give them, if they give you their best, then they got the second best. And that don't make sense. That's counterproductive. So that don't make sense to me at all. Now, they don't give you some of their best or some off their best. That's a different story. But then you still got to figure out what to do with it. Because you, once you understand this, when they make their two best birds together, and they get them babies, and they give you a baby, now you got to figure out a bird to make that baby too, so you can keep continue getting the best. And if they haven't bred that baby, they don't know what that is yet either. They only have an idea, a hypothesis, educated guess. That's all they have at best. That's what you got. You got to understand that part too. A theory. In theory, it should work. And when we made our birds together, it's all theory until we prove it. Period. Everything we do with these pigeons for the first time is all theory. It's a theory. Hypothesis. That's all it is. And it's an educated guess based on the facts that you've acquired or the stuff you learned over the years or whatever seasons are breeding them pair, that pair. That's what makes it up, make the hypothesis, which is an educated guess. So for you, for those who don't know, educated, I mean, you know about it, so it's an educated guess. So it's still theory. In theory, this should work. And then you gotta take that bird and put it to another bird. So in theory, it might work. In theory, until you fly it and prove it to your theory, until it's confirmed, then it becomes fact. I ain't trying to read nobody crap. I'm just trying to spit some, spit some truth here. That's it. When I first started what I was doing, people said, oh, you're going to be able to do that. Uh, you can't do this. You can't you, you can't cross these birds and get this. Okay. But I started seeing this. I mean, this bird was a famous bird, but this was a cross between this. Okay, no, but wait a minute. This was a famous bird, but this bird didn't get famous, so he crossed it to this. Wait a minute. Look what? These two birds together, this is by him, this is by him, cross. Oh, made, oh, they made this bird. Oh, okay. So all these famous birds come from crosses. Hmm. And then somebody took the cross and made a family out from it. Hmm. But yet, yet still people say, oh, you can't do that. What? You guys don't knock it off. They all Birmingham rollers. I'm, I'm trying to think, wait a minute, what makes sense what they're saying? And I try to figure out why they said it. Because once they said because if you can do it and, success, and you're successful, it, it makes you throw everything they taught you out the window. Everything they say out the window. Hmm. Now, they're not looked at as the pigeon guy no more. They're just another pigeon raiser like everybody else. They just want to keep control over, keep dominance over everybody. Hmm. That's how I started seeing it. That's what made me see it like that. Okay, Ravon took uh, 234 and put it to Eddie Scott, number 50. And that's and stuff like number 40, 50, whatever them bird. I can't remember that brand numbers exactly, but so we took a Sam Gutierrez and an Eddie Scott and made this. Oh, two separate birds. Okay, it worked. Hmm. How did that happen? It's not supposed to work. So I took the, the lead my birds that were a little too high across to a bird from and went back to normal stuff. And I got stability. Wait a minute, it worked. So I started seeing all this stuff happen. I'm like, wait a minute, what did they say? This can't happen. 
Well, this can't happen. But it was working. Oh, somebody get a bird for me to take this something that I don't even know nothing about. And it, oh, they got some good bird. It worked. Wow. So, a lot of stuff where you just got to test people's theories. It's, take, it's not hard to test, test the theories out. These people say something, mm, really? Let me see. And people always take what people say 100%. Another thing, um, I've known guys that right now, there are some guys out there that's trying to tell you guys how to do something that they can't do for themselves. My thing is this, how do, how do they know what they saying actually work? They ain't proved it. So how do they know what actually worked, what they telling you? How could somebody train you to win a kick competition that they, that they never even done it? So they don't know what they know even work. How, how do they know it work? They don't. They don't know. But they're gonna make, they're gonna make you think it worked. I mean, sometimes people have some stuff that's really good. Some stuff's really good, but a lot of stuff that don't. I look at this stuff, and there's people I know because I've been I've been flying hard since I've been flying hard since 1992. I've been around the competition game since '89, '88, late '88. Now I've seen a lot of people, and some of them people never won a kick competition. They won an individual competition. Never even had a kid up where I can say, whoo, never, never. But they turn and tell people how to do stuff. There's one person, I ain't gonna say no names, that's doing something well. He's doing what he knows. He's talking about what he knows about. And I, and I can appreciate that. He's not trying to sell nobody no dreams about, I can teach you how to win this, I can teach you how to win that. He's not doing that. He's talking about what he knows about, and I respect that, 100%. So, some people just don't. They don't have it either way. They can't, you know, they don't know. Some people got a family of birds from somebody, somebody else's family of birds that they built, but they ride in that coattail tough. They lack the mental fortitude to do anything different. Period. That's why they don't. They try to mix like, oh, I'm trying to keep my family pure. Bullshit. You don't know which way to go after that. That's why you're doing it. So all these false prophets out there, you got to be aware of them. Sometimes test what they're talking about. Let's see. They're telling you all these dreams, but they've never done anything and they can't show you nothing. You got to look at that. Test them. Okay, what's your fly record look like? What make you qualify to tell me how to do something? Have you done it? No. Well, can you show me? No. So, what are your credentials to be trying to teach me anything? For real. I mean, what make you qualify? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, people. I want you guys to succeed. I'm just saying, beware of the messengers. But I think I babbled on enough right now, so I'm gonna go and call it quits on this one. 
and I'll talk to you guys soon. Keith another Roll Agenda. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.